Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. We recently joined as a member and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot CEO. Don't forget to add the two-on-one podcast in the how did you hear about Podgo section of your application. Now get ready for the rest of the episode. Alex! Hello! Hello. Hi, how are Hi. you? Well, I'm pretty good. Can't complain. I'm sure you can't, you know. Freaking, you went to the game last night, that being the Leafs home opener, you know, yeah. hockey's back. I am amazed of just how much has happened since our last episode. I, I looked at the doc uh this afternoon this morning to get some prep done that i needed to get done and uh i'm like wow we got a lot and then i realized we did not include like half of the extensions that happened yeah which obviously we'll we will be talking about but it was just a whole lot well because didn't pulax broke like yesterday i saw like i went on twitter today and it was like dragger talking about like when did that happen and then echo was out of nowhere too um like like think of it like this like Carrie Price happened between our this and our last recording. Yeah, that's yeah. how. Like and now the like the season's gone. Guys are requesting trades. The RFA market <laughs> sort of like finally dried up. There is so much going on. There is a lot. Yeah, we are for sure not getting through everything today because both the teams we enjoy watching play tonight. Oh uh, yes, they do. Toronto, Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, and then Montreal, uh, Buffalo. <laughs> That'll be fun. That's their AHL team because, like, we might as well just – it's Montreal versus the Rochester yeah. Americans. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's that and, like, Dulleen. That's that's it. Apparently, I heard today that – I think it was – I was finally getting through the 31 thoughts. I was listening to them at lunch, and I swear maybe it was my ears playing tricks on me that Merrick was saying that the Sabres are planning to play Dulleen at forward at what? some point. I yeah, and they that. made a Phil Housley reference. I'm like, am I oh. hearing this right? I mean, listen, like, I I don't know why you would really do that. Um, not that his defensive game has been spectacular by any means. Obviously, yeah. playing in Buffalo, plus, it's not the best development, but like, still, like, you can have a very good top four um, with. On the left side alone, being Owen Power and Rasmus Dalin, like no one's taught, no one's talked about the potential of that back end. Plus Henry Henry Yoki Haru, who they got from Chicago two years ago. It is. It doesn't really help when people like you and Daniel joke that Owen Power is going to leave at the end and he's just going to oh, do the whole university route. Yeah, no, that doesn't help. That doesn't help for sure. <laughs> so I think before we get going, it's we have had Daniel talking about all or nothing on the dock for like three episodes now. One day, one, one day, day he'll talk about it. But I think we there's only one place to start, and that's looking at last night's game between the two teams we care the most about. Uh, Alex is wearing the Leafs jersey to celebrate. It was a, it was a big win. Some would say for the Leafs and uh, for the Leafs over the Montreal Canadiens last night. And you went to the game. 
I did. Just to start off, I, I wasn't wearing it to celebrate that they won. I was wearing it to celebrate hockey was back. <laughs> you know what? I like that one better. Um, yeah, man. I went to the game. It was honestly um, really weird to start. Mm-hmm. It's the first time since De- uh, December, January 20. It was 2020 when McDavid did that move um, to Morgan Riley. And it's been almost two years. So to go back to a game, especially after a pan- like, well, it's technically still in it, but yep. the pandemic, um, to be in a crowd of 20,000 people or almost that was, was cool. It was cool. So, yeah, they, you know, most Canadian teams, I don't know if it's everyone, but I, I, think, I think it may be everyone maybe except Vancouver who are up to full capacity now. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, when I went to the to the to that, that playoff game for Montreal, Toronto, it was like 2,500 people. What was it like? Because I'm assuming you were in the position where you were awkwardly between two people. It's like you went with your dad, right? So you're probably like your dad on one side and a stranger. What was it like being that close to people again? Um, it was, yeah, again, like, like I say, it was weird because I, other than family and a limited amount of friends, I guess, I haven't been that close to people. I I really haven't. Um, so again, it, it was, it was just a weird feeling. And for me, I guess it was moving towards a sense of normalcy. And obviously today they were saying that uh, Ontario might be moving out of phase three or step three soon. So again, normalcy. There's also a joke in there about Toronto, about like Ontario and like, oh God, we're finally moving forward for COVID and hopefully it stays that way. But who knows? <laughs> Yeah, there's a joke to be made there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just too tired to think of it. <laughs> um, again, it is so messy that we like the way that everything is going here is yeah. like we were talking about like Adam Brooks on waivers at one point here. Maybe we'll get to that later. Who knows? Um, but I think first it's pretty easy to say story of the game for me last night was um, my first star. I didn't look who the three stars were, to be honest with you. But for me, Jack Campbell. Um, you know, Montreal's best effort were the first 10 minutes of that game. But, um, and with Jack Campbell, he weathered that storm early. And the 50 minutes after that, uh, the leaps were all over Montreal. I think I tweeted out, I already know what Keith's, um Keith's quote is going to be in the, in the press conference after the game, which was, or actually, I'm not sure if it was. I haven't actually gone back to listen to it yet, but was we didn't start on time like that that was the reality for me at least like watching from from i guess above was it it just didn't seem like the guys started on time like it's kind of simple which is silly to say because we've been having this discussion since episode one of the podcast and probably three years before we started it um as well but i i'd have to say jack campbell overall even past that 10 minute mark was was the star of the game first star of the game for me at least he was he i think and the only goal against was that odd man rush from that muzzin turnover um and by the way i mean just how cool is it to see jonathan drew and score a goal i was not to mention it was a two-on-one right and we all know that josh anderson doesn't pass often but the stuff in the preseason how supportive he was of drew and honestly it kind of was slow motion to me watching that play because it was like is he going to do it and he does it. he makes the pass it's jonathan drew welcome back jonathan drew 
what a freaking cool moment. Um, you know what, like, the reaction on Twitter for that was really great. It's the thing of no matter who you cheer for, just what a great story for such a great player. It was probably the only positive thing, him and Jake Allen for Montreal last night, if we're being honest here. Yeah, no, it was um it was really cool to see him score because that's his first game back since um when would it have been? February oh. or March, maybe around um, around that time. Yeah. Right. So for him to come back and score against Toronto in the first game and and I think for like just it was a big night. Like it was the first t- Canadian teams to play, right? The mm-hmm. the first night was uh was Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay and Seattle and Vegas, which were great. But this was the first night of, of any Canadian team playing. So the spotlight really was on, on him. It really felt like, by the way, that every Canadian outlet was like, it's the start of the season. And ESPN are just like, yeah, but like, I think, I think like, like Tim, Tim McAuliffe said, listen, yesterday it started, but today is really the start of the season. And you know what? Watching it, like, I don't about you, I still have this feeling, it's really strange. I've never felt like last season ended, and it still feels like it's going on right now. Like, I haven't, I never reached that point where it's like, I kind of want hockey back here. I'm still in the hangover. It doesn't hurt help watching Tampa Bay have their banner raising the day before the season starts. That hurt. Um, but I don't know, it, it was weird to watch, because it really was just like, you felt it more, I think, when your team starts to play. Yeah. You're like, okay, the season is here. It's good. We're fun. National Anthem is here. It was cool. It, it, it was. It was nice. I mean, for me, I was the, – the last three months have been uh, – uh, without hockey have been interesting mm-hmm. just because it's like I can't do this. Like I, I, I'm, I love – for me, my favorite part about hockey other than watching it are the rumors, man. For whatever reason, I just yeah. crave the rumors. So to just be invested in the rumors and not have to be invested in a team, especially the way it ended, um, it, it was relaxing. But just the the hype, to be honest, I've been pretty hyped for about a week. Yeah. So ever since the documentary came out, that's been that's that was the moment that got me that got me hyped for the season. Cause before that, man, like I mean, you probably heard it on the show. I wasn't too ecstatic about the team that I was. I've been I've been wanting to watch. It's just yeah. what am I supposed to say about them? They blew it. They did. They did. Uh, they did not blow last night's performance, though. Um, I want to ask you about one guy because I think the spotlight was very much on him with Matthews being out. Uh, what'd you make of Mitch Marner? Because obviously last night was the first chance we really got to see him in games that matter, working that bumper position on the yeah. power play. I thought the power play, as since you brought it up, was was good uh, overall. Like that, even the second power play unit, uh, which I think scored. Hey, uh, Engvall. Yeah, Pierre Engvall, welcome back. Um, just like it, it just seemed, it looked better, especially that second unit. Yeah, uh, Mitch Marner specifically. I'm really interested to see what happens when Matthews does come back, mm-hmm. because I do think there is a possibility that we go back to, and I'm a huge proponent of this, especially Mm -hmm. after their first season together of putting Matthews and Nylander back together and putting Marner and Tavares back together, because there's something that just works about it. And, and I think, yes, there was a couple opportunities that Mitch took the shot and it's like, man, it's like, it was rough. It was rough to watch live. It was rough to watch live, but 
at the same time, there's just something about his game that seems to work with Tavares. And it's the same reason it worked well with JVR because mm-hmm. Tavares can just plant his butt in front of the net the same way JVR did. And Marner can just get him the puck. You know what I found? I You know what I'm happy for Marner for is that Montreal did not score on that five on three. Because I think what was what was what was louder the reception that Tavares got or the boos that came from the crowd when Marner took that trip? Which, by the way, let's be honest, Weidman fell a little easier there. Do you know, the but you, they, I don't think people were booing at Marner. Like this is just a reaction. Oh yeah, yeah, of my yeah. Sorry, right. I didn't mean to say that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was definitely the boos. The 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 refs, and, and I don't know if you want to get to this now or or in a little bit, but horrendous. By the way, both ways, they're in, every they're in single. Playoff. Playoff shape. It's hilarious. Every single way, the amount of cross checks I saw from both teams was was kind of ridiculous. Um, Remind me, I want to ask about the last penalty of the game later. Oh yeah, no, it's it, that was BS. By the way, yeah. like ridiculous, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I can't even. What am I supposed to argue? Um, sorry, can you? What, what did you ask me before I, I distracted myself with the penalties? Just what was louder, the reception, oh. the booing? Yeah, because no, I wanted to like to go into that because it was very much on Twitter. They were joking about the volume, and I think we can attest to sometimes the broadcast don't pick it up. So if somebody was actually at the game, how was the volume live? Yeah, no, it was much better than what was being talked about on Twitter, and and, and I'm I'm really surprised by this reaction again, just mm-hmm. because. We've been, we've spent the last 18 months pretty much, especially in Canada, where the hockey that's being played is without people in the stands. Mm-hmm. And, and before they dubbed the muse, the, the crowd noise in, they were using nothing. So you could hear the players. So, you know, mics exist, right? So, and yeah. mic levels exist. So, like the crowd was, especially maybe it was just my section but overall it was pretty it was it was a great crowd especially my section like just the people around it was rowdy i loved it um was it probably going to be more loud if people weren't wearing masks probably man like wear a mask try to talk it's not mm-hmm. the same it's mm-hmm. it's difficult it's difficult um Beside that, what other notes do you want to talk about here from the game? From the game, I want to bring up um, that third line. Engvall, Kampf, and uh, Mikheyev. Oh, not Mikheyev. Kasha. Mm-hmm. I, re- like, I, really, I really enjoyed that line. I thought they played uh, a decent game. And I know eventually when Mikheyev does come back in eight weeks, because he's now out eight weeks with a hand, a thumb inch surgery, um, that he will probably replace Ilya Mikheyev. Uh, P- my God, Pierre Engvall. Wait, he yeah, will yeah, yeah. replace Pierre Engvall. I just really like the way that line worked and that second line with uh, Kerfoot and Nylander. And I wonder who you put there. Like, I'm just saying, Kerfoot, Matthews, Nylander, that could be the line. I'll tell you, a player who I was really impressive last night even though as a Habs fan, I kind of wanted someone to deck him, was Michael Bunting. And that one play when he was just assaulting Jake Allen. Mm-hmm. How dare they, by the way, look at that goal, like to look at that was the goal, because that was the most clear-cut goaltender interference, oh, yeah. if it had been. Um, oh, sure. So speaking of, um, by the way, talking about different penalties and that, 
Um, yeah, the Josh Anderson stuff at the end of the game, standing up for Brendan Gallagher, that was so NHL. It's kind of like, you know, when there's that always the third man in seems to get it. That's exactly what happened to Josh Anderson, but Gallagher was getting double teamed. Yeah, no, it was, it was baloney. Like just the entire game. There were so many, when they showed the replay at the, at the arena, it was just like, where like what's what's going on like i don't know if it was on camera but there was a couple times where like one guy would just get cross-checked without the puck to the numbers and it's like well listen if you want to call the rule book call the rule book but like you told us that you were going to call cross-checking and and we're still here like yeah that's what my issue is my issue has never been with with like the rule book the issue has been call the rule book it's funny it, it shows the inconsistency because remember when engvall scored the goal the power the habit that took the penalty was romanov and when he i forgot who he was in the shoving match with but romanov hit the guy harder and knocked him down and that's what got him thrown out not even that they were pushing back at each other it's because romanov was stronger because you know he's a tank and then he got, and then obviously, you know, it ended up costing Montreal's momentum from there. But like sticking on the power play front, um, I think as much as I also, because I, I had to mention the Anderson stuff, because that really upset me. Especially because I thought he got dirty, because I thought that Dvorak drew in the Anderson line was so good last night. Um, the Habs power play. Um, we were all hoping it's going to look better. We'll, we'll see when Hoffman shows up. But uh, last night, I just. I can't tell you how many times they've had a five on three opportunity and you just think, okay, here we go. And it's like, Shea Weber's not here. Unfortunately, you hope his health is good, but maybe they're going to stop with the point shots on the five on three. And Jeff Petrie decided, you know what, Adam? No. Oh man. It's just so annoying because you have the forward talent, but it's just, is it me or are their zone entries just the exact same, aka completely garbage? Because I, it's the moment they would lose a face-off, and Suzuki's still not there for his face-offs, by the way. We will talk about his extension on that later. Um, but then they lose it, it goes down the other way, once the Leafs clear it, and the Canadians just cannot seem to break the puck back in. And it's been like that for years now, and I, I just don't get how it continues to be an issue. Yeah, no, that that is definitely a concern, and... And I, I think he will have an impact, but I just worry about saying, well, we got to wait until Hoffman. We got to wait until Hoffman yeah. because they're, you, like you said, the forward talent is there. Like they, the, the guys they have up front aren't guys mess. They're not messing around. Like you had without Hoffman, without Hoffman, the talent is there to, to see it still be an issue. It is just, it's concerning. It is concerning. And, and I think we've had this discussion many times and you'd agree that it's concerning. I don't like giving the power place or the, you know, like moving the goalposts for them, but I'm really hoping because there was, is it me or was there like every other shift? There was a guy like, like, like something else, the takeaway from the game, you could tell it was game one. Like there's still yeah. that sort of rust going on. Like I think Caulfield had a look and he just fell over himself and you're thinking, darn it. But like I'm, I'm really hoping because of the personnel, this is something that they get used to, and it has changed very quickly. Because otherwise, like, listen, the for some of the issues with the roster, you really hope that good special teams are going to sort of cover up some of those blemishes. Because yeah. um, wow, we also mentioned it there. Um, 
Oh, sorry. One more thing. You know what um, a call on commentary was last night that really scared me? It was no, uh, no. it was the phrase uh, leading the attack is Ben Chirot. Oh. I think I, I think I had a heart attack. He took a penalty, right? There was a point where he he, took he a hooked Tavares, but they, they didn't. Luckily, the Leafs didn't score on it. It was the <laughs> Ramon one after. I, I, you know, if they had, I would block it. I, I I saw like I saw him go to the box, and the guy announced Ben Chirot penalty or number eight penalty, and I'm just thinking. Man, I'm gonna hear about this tomorrow, and I'm yeah. gonna, I like not even for the fact that Montreal, Toronto. It's just how many times have we talked about Ben Sherrod? <laughs> it's like I want to like it, dude, but like just stop it. <laughs> I, even if Matthews isn't in, like, can we just not do this, please? Can we not just give this team the opportunity? Yeah, uh, you know this. You know earlier I said Jake Allen was in that. Apparently, Sportsnet Stats tweeted this. This is the first time, that game was the first time since 1999, there was a season opener between Montreal and Toronto and Carey Price was not on the net. Which makes you think, how the hell was there like eight years where the Leafs and Habs never opened up against each other because he didn't debut till like 2007? That Weird. a really good point. But anyway, um, and that was because Carey Price has entered the NHL player, assist, um, player assistance program. We don't know what it is. We don't need to know what it is. Yeah. Um, his wife put out a really uh, impactful emotional statement, um, how it was a great thing for the family. Um, a lot of the players have talked about it. Former teammates of his have come out and said some great stuff about it, like Nate Thompson and that. Um, I don't know how much more you can say, because Alex, listen, you. I don't have to say this again. Just look behind me. Look at the posters. Listen to an episode or two. You know how much I like Carey Price. It's yeah. just, it's so nice to hear all the stuff coming out about him. And a thing with me has always been, when was the last time Carey Price could take a mental break? Because for over a decade, it has been all him. All him. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Uh, pretty much, I, I honestly can't think of a time where, the, maybe the only time was when the spotlight was on Pacioretty, like that summer. Like that, that's mm-hmm. about it, man. Like every other time the the center of conversation, anytime you bring up Montreal starts with Carey Price. Yep. That's it. Like that's they're, yeah. they're, yep. they're winning. Yeah. It's because of Carey, Carey Price. Price. They're losing. Yeah, it's because of Carey Price. It's I, I remember when it was right after Claude Julien got fired. I remember I came on the show and I got really, really mad. Because everyone was blaming Carey for everything. Like, and I mean, this is French and English media. Um, mm-hmm. He wasn't playing great, but I mean, if you just looked at the team, they were falling apart at the seams. Um, and Burr said it too. Did he not say that? Like when he fired, um, oh man, who the goalie coach? When he fired the goalie coach, Stefan Wait. Yeah. He's like, if he if this kept up, I was going to be fired, which probably yeah. wasn't a great thing to say. And, well, so and looking he, back on it. So he said that to Stefan Waite when he got fired, but Stefan yeah. Waite came out and said to everyone. Oh, so like man. it was it was so yeah, it was really silly <laughs> to say. Yeah. Not uh, it, it doesn't help that first game once like Ducharme took over. I think it was against Winnipeg and Kerry wasn't great. And it was just like, oh no, here we go. And then the playoffs happened. You're like, okay, we're cool here. Yeah. Um What's interesting is, is you know, Mark Bergman is still without a contract. It looks like now we won't see any update until the end of the season, which people, excuse me, have already pointed towards maybe that's the end for Bergman in Montreal. Um, did you see Bergman's reaction to him talking about Carey Price? Yes, I did. 
So he had the same sort of reaction when he talked about re-signing Brandon Gallagher, if you remember, like, like tears. Yeah. Here's the thing about Mark Bergman I just wanted to say is because of him being part of Chicago and that investigation is going on, you know, there's an air of, of question around Mark Bergevin. And uh, the draft. And, and for him being the guy who said, we're drafting Logan Mayu. Mm-hmm. But what's so frustrating about Burge is you know, and we've seen it in the playoffs, is the care he has for the members of the Habs. And like, you remember that, like, I think after one of the series, like how he's hugging Weber and Price and how he talked about Gallagher and how he's talked about Carey. I just like... Um, I just don't know how to describe Mark Bergman anymore because like, it, it's so weird. It, do you know what I mean? Like there's so much about him where it's like, you see this, this cold heart of like, like the Mayu pick was so disgusting, but then like he's crying over one of his players. I remember when he called himself Carrie Price's protector over the summer. Like, I just, I don't get the guy sometimes. It's a weird thing. Like even for me, just, just looking back on, how certain things were handled. Like, I just, man, I, like, I, I feel like looking back, just starting with PK and just the way that whole debacle was handled. And then, yeah. in, and, and even recently with the stuff that's come out, Chicago, uh, the draft, it's just, and then for him, and then to see this, it's like, well, how am I supposed to react? Like how am I how am I supposed to react? Like which one is Mark Bergevin? That's I'm trying to figure out. Like I think you're exactly right. Like what person are we dealing with? Because I can't figure it out. Beside that, just want to put a bow on, and we obviously everyone should feel this way. Um, good on Carey Price for getting help, and mm-hmm. um, whenever he comes back, it's indefinite. We don't know. It's a minimum of thirty days in the player assistance program, but. Um, uh, listen, like take your time, Carrie. I mean, you literally, like, arguably the best goaltender in franchise history, one of the best of all time. I'm not going to say he's best of all time because he's not, but you know, it, it, it's such an important piece of this. And I've said it before. Like, listen, I'm not just. A, it's more than just being a hockey fan. I'm not in journalism if not for Carrie Price. Like, and and how many people like Will and Laura have we had on the show, and they've talked about Carrie Price, and it's just um. Carter Hart. Look at the influence he's had on him, right? So uh, you get well, Carrie. You get well. Okay, there's a question I want to ask you here. Last thing on the Habs, and we'll go back to the Leafs to talk about Adam Brooks, um, the KF injury and that. Um, A question that's been asked on on radio shows throughout Canada, I, I, I don't understand how people think it works like this. The question of should Mark Bergevin be allowed to negotiate an extension with Nick Suzuki because Bergevin does not have a contract for next year? So I guess right. if if yes, some people oh. were asking so, the question: Bergevin yeah. be allowed to negotiate this extension because that's, he has a year left? That's not even the question I thought you were going to ask. I saw there was I, I don't know where it was out of, but there was a question of is this is the uh, contract better for Suzuki or better for the Habs? I, that's where I thought you were going to go, but. Let's we'll, yeah. no, because we'll, that's kind of a reasonable question. But the question why, like, no, of course he should. Like, of it's, course he. That doesn't make sense. Like, no one's. Year. Which is weird because, again, and I, I'm going to use the Leafs as an example because that's what I know best. 
no one said that about Lou, right? Like Lou could have negotiated the Willie, the Nylander deal. Like he should have, if he, if he wanted to, and if the other side was willing, should have done that, even though it was the last year of his deal. It's just like, like oh, so <laughs> you're gone in the summer. You shouldn't do your job for the whole of winter. Like what? No, it just, yeah, it just, it, it, it doesn't make sense. Ah, it, it's so dumb. So dumb. Um, by the way, the deal we're talking about, oh, uh, yes. it's a, it's a pretty hot deal. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty good deal. Uh, Nick Suzuki has been extended by the Montreal Canadiens. This extension kicks in ne- next year. It is only the third eight-year contract that Mark Bergman has ever given out. Uh, Nick Suzuki, the last four years, has some trade protection, but the cap hit is 7.875. It's worth $63 million, Alex. It's hot. So the, the other two are Price and... PK. Oh, PK, that $9 million was... Was eight years? It was. Oh wow. Okay, I didn't. I did not realize that. No, I back to Nick Suzuki because that's what we're talking about. Um, I I like this deal because it's eight years. Maybe he's not. Nef- I, I personally don't believe he's necessarily worth that at the moment. Give it. Uh, maybe by the end of the year, I'm having a different conversation, right? Mm-hmm. But um, by that back half, absolutely by the back half of that deal, we're having a completely different conversation. Um about Nick Suzuki. I really liked the way when he talked about it, he's like, no, it just felt like NHL. I could just give, I could just give myself whatever I wanted. It's <laughs> really funny. Cause every time I've ever re-signed him in that game, it's around $7 million. Yeah. 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 So that was pretty funny. Um, I just want to point out, he has a $4 million, a $4 million and $14 signing bonus in his first year. His number is 14. Yeah. Can we please stop doing this? Everybody, I'm done with it. My favorite thing about this deal is it's taking him right to 30-31. Yes. Um, So, like, the best year, age 31, obviously. So, it is the best years of Nick Suzuki's, like, career. So, what else I kind of like is, like, we know the Habs have a real problem with trusting young players, a.k.a. Mete, Kakademi, (laughs) most of them. Galchenyuk. Uh, unless you're Druid, and it's like, yeah, I play first line center, and it didn't work. Um, but this shows real commitment to Nick Suzuki. Obviously, I think we can all see the, the offer sheet in the offseason kind of kicked him into Bergman into year to make the deal done. I think every Habs fan was crying to get this done sooner rather than later. And you know what? I, I think I made this argument in my video. Go check it out. Um, that whenever Shea Weber is fully away from the team and his because obviously we know that he's still just hanging about being dad. Um, that once he's away, I'm pretty sure that Nick Suzuki, and once Carey Price eventually retires, that Nick Suzuki will be the most important member of the Montreal Canadiens. And I would put money on that he's the next captain of the team too. That's just the feeling I get. And locking that guy up and, and your top line center for eight years for less than $8 million is just, that's a win for me. Is it fair to say... That which yes, I know Shea Weber's there, but without Shea Weber and Carey Price at the moment, he currently is like I'm looking at the roster, and yeah, I know I know Brendan Gallagher. I, I'm aware of the other guys around yeah, yeah. who, but I, I just I don't necessarily I can't pick out another guy and say he's more important than Nick Suzuki, especially with Phil Deneau gone. My yeah. argument would have been Phil Deneau's the guy, like he's He's the most important guy on the team, but with him gone and his 
kind of replacement essentially being Christian Dvorak in a way, in a way. Yeah. 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 Um, he is the most important member of this team at the moment. Him or Petrie. They can kind of share just yeah. because no other defenseman can skate because they don't trust Kulak. But yeah, it's 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 right now again. Nick Suzuki does a bit of everything, so um, just it's just a sexy deal, and it's just one of those things where Habs fans agreed on something, which just doesn't happen. To have a fan base fully agree, like any fan base across the league, especially in this country, yeah, is yeah. is so hard. Mm-hmm. Is so so hard. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Just it's credit to the deal. Yeah. Um, so moving to the Leafs here, um, they do lose Adam Brooks to waivers to Montreal. We'll see once he gets in the lineup what he can do for the Habs. But Alex, as a Leafs fan, um, what can you say that Adam Brooks's game is, and how does it affect the Leafs that they've lost him to waivers? Someone might say, "Oh, they didn't want him because they lost him to waivers," but it's probably a bit more than that. I think it's more than that. I think the Leafs accumulated somewhat some type of depth. Whether you agree with the depth that they brought in, that's what they tried to do. Um, mm-hmm. We saw that Gusev, Hosang, uh, Amadio, Brooks coming back. Like there's the these are the guys that we're gonna build that bottom six around. And unfortunately, I I, I just think they went with the guy with more experience in Michael Amadio, who has. Uh, about 200 games played in the NHL compared to Brooks, who has less than a hundred. Um, but what, like what I think you're going to get out of Adam, Adam Brooks is a similar in a way to the way you talk about Jake Evans. He's not a, maybe a top six guy. And I know Adam Brooks, I personally believe Adam Brooks isn't a top six guy, but he mm-hmm. can be really good in the bottom six where he might not put up the points, but just the way he plays. Like he gives a crap, like he wants it more. That's that what is, he 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 brings. That yeah, that's exactly Jake Evans. Um, right. Perfect, good to hear it. Um, going on the leaf stuff, uh, we talked about Micaiah being out. It's eight weeks. Uh, it is a I think it was an, a broken thumb. Yes, broken yes. thumb. Uh, not great for a guy who we talked about his inability to finish to lose his thumb. It just sucks because it's another big injury for the guy. Not to mention, it looks like he was going to get a chance with. I think at one point he was skating with the with uh, the Tavares line. Not to mention, it's a contract year. That stings. Poor yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, it, it stings for like that. Just his entire tenure with this team has been so weird. He had such a great start. Um, then he gets injured. Then he comes back for the bubble, and it was okay. But, I mean, we all watched what happened. Then he had last year happens. And again, we're in, it's, it's another COVID season and it's just, it's not normal. This was the most normal season he would have had with the team. And it's unfortunate that he got injured. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think you talked about the Tavares line, but for, or for, for me, I think what we, we really would have enjoyed seeing him personally. I would have enjoyed seeing him on the third line with David yeah. Camp and Andre Kasha because mm-hmm. It's not the best shutdown line in the world. I, I will not argue that. But from day one, and I think I brought this up a couple episodes ago, Keith has been looking for a shutdown line. He tried it with Hyman last year, but obviously he didn't stick with it. And I just think they were looking for a center. David Kampf, I, I, I really like it. That's what I'm expecting when he comes back. More than just you know players having roles you want, 
the team and I like each individual line, whether it's energy, defense, back in the punch offensively, punch faces like the Islanders fourth line. You want everyone to have an identity. Yeah. Um, Austin Matthews, uh, pretty cool week for him. I think he was on the cover of uh, the ESP, um, ESPN, PSC yeah. thing. That's yeah. pretty sick. That's that is cool for the game. Um, he will be out at least we know for the first week of the season. I uh, supposed to miss a minimum. I think minimum. I think it's two more games. Um, so the one against Ottawa tonight. Who are the Leafs playing on? They must play on Saturday. Who are they playing against? Ottawa. Again? Yeah. Can we just talk about for a second before we talk about Marner and and, and Austin? So uh, the Leafs and Habs have played what twenty one times since last season. Uh I think so. What they played ten times in the regular season, seven times in the playoffs, and then how many did they play preseason? Like four. I think it was three of the six, and then the one last oh. night. So tw- twenty what? Oh my god! Twenty one games against the Leafs and the with Leafs and the Habs. Game one of the season, Leafs and Habs. Game two. Not to mention Canadian teams. Ten games against the Sens per piece. Three in the preseason. Thirteen. Fifteen with the next two. Montreal at least get to play Buffalo. They better beat Buffalo tonight. I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> is, um, is Montembo playing? Yes, he is. So we'll see what he's made of. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's by the way, Brooks. Uh, by Ryan Paling. Poor poor guy needs to have a better oh, yeah. camp. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's just like what what are we doing here anyway? So Matthews will be gone for that. Um, and in the meantime. It's really Mitch Marner. I think this is really good for Mitch to have a couple of games. Not to mention, yeah, it's the Sens, but the fan base will appreciate if Mitch can take over and really be in the spotlight to start this season without Mitch, especially or without um, Austin, I should say, especially if, it, if it's against the Sens. Because if anything's reminded fans with the, you know, the Amazon series, the Sens, they're going to remember the Dadunov game. Yeah. Especially, you know what's good if you if you make the sense fans feel bad today, right after Kachuk science, which we're talking about later. Yeah, I, I, I think he, they, what this off season has done, uh, what they've explained, and I don't necessarily agree with the way they've gone about doing it in terms of the attitude, but what Marner has to do is just ignore everything. Every every player has every former player. Everyone on radio has said it. I'm pretty sure Dubas has said it. Marner has said it. He needs to ignore everything. Yeah. Listen, I I I was probably a little harsh, too harsh on Mitch. A little bit, but I, I think there's extents to what you can go and I, and from what I've heard. People have gone, uh, and we talk about this every time, but people have gone way too far. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, he needs to ignore everything. If he has a good start, that's great. Like that, that would be just, that would be great. Cause, but that's what the thing is. It's not about now. I don't think he can do anything now to change anything because he's been a good regular season player. Like he mm-hmm. was top five. I don't care if it's the North division or not. He was top five in the league in scoring. Mm-hmm. He helped John Tavares and John Tavares helped him, but John Tavares had 49 goals in his first year mm-hmm. or 47. Like the, he's a great regular season player. It's the playoffs. It nothing in my mind. Like I know Mitch Marner's a good player and it just, it's the playoffs. That's what's going to change people. And that's the unfortunate thing 
about this entire Leafs season is we can talk all we want, but until the playoffs come, I, I like uh, my mentality on the team as a whole is really not going to change. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Um, uh, one last, I see one last thing. Cause it kind of has the Leafs here. We know more about some Olympic roster stuff, AKA most of the first three members of each uh, country are, have been out now. Any day now we should be getting the long list. Shouldn't we? I thought it was today. It's either today or tomorrow. I would like them now to analyze. Um, but anyway, the three ones I want to talk, or the one I want to talk about specifically is the American team, which we know has Austin Matthews. Oh, yeah, cool. Uh, uh, not Evander. No, definitely not Evander Kane. Uh, Patrick Kane and, and, and not Adam Fox named to the first three. Uh, not John Carlson, um, but Seth Jones. Two Blackhawks. Kane deserves it, but let, let's just remember the fact that Stan Bowman. Yeah. Mr. I just traded Bogfist and all the picks to get Seth Jones and inked him to win a completely like super scrutinized deal. Names him to the first uh, first batch of players for the States. I haven't gone to see the game highlights from last night for Chicago, but from what I've read on Twitter, it, last night's debut for Seth Jones did not go well. All I saw was a clip of two Bla- of two Blackhawks skating into each other, and it led to an avalanche goal. Uh. Was it, so, was it uh was it Jack Johnson? Was it I that saw goal? that apparently so he did did he score did he score? Yeah. Did if it was him on the breakaway that had that wicked backhander I saw. Yeah. I love by the way how Colorado's uh, Twitter account are making a meme about Jack Johnson now. Yeah. Man, do you know what? Good for him. Yeah, man. Good like, for just, him. Like you gotta think <laughs> about it. I'd be pretty mad if I made like all the money in the world and my parents just stole it all. Like yeah, no, yeah, I think I think most people would be mad. Um, but I, I don't know. It's just, it's just Seth Jones. The disrespect Sorry. to Adam Fox is hilarious. I don't know how you watch um, Adam Fox win the Norris and the season he had last year and say no, Seth. Like what? I, I'm just curious what Adam Fox would have in your mind. What would he have to do to not make the Olympic team? Um, I uh, it'd be hurt like that. Like, honestly, right. that's it. He would have to be hurt, he'd have and to I, be like pointless up until like February. I'd still have him as seventh man because I knew what he can do, but it, it's still just it, it doesn't make any sense. It's the the remember the same thing. Well, obviously, he'll still probably make the team, but remember that happened to PK and Team Canada, he was like the eighth defenseman. And he had just won the North. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. I, those international teams are they're again. I think if it's any other GM, it's not him. But I, <laughs> I let's be honest. It, Bowman yeah. knew what he was doing. We become the people we were complaining about last episode. <laughs> what did we talk about last episode? Well, people were complaining about Petrangelo um, being the third guy. Like they're like, well, what about McKinnon? And now we're becoming, well, what about Adam Fox? <laughs> yeah, but at least it's like like it's two forwards and a D here. It's like yeah. you know, I, like I get why Petrangelo's there. Like Petrangelo is realistically can show up and be the best defenseman for Team Canada. I know, yeah, I know. and I can believe that. Like, okay, okay, first off, McKinnon. By the way, get well soon because he's apparently oh, he's yes. even though if he's not like like yeah, he said he's asystematic. Systematic. Symptomatic. You know what I mean? Thank you. Yeah. 
It's been a long day. I've been calling numbers in like That's Kingston and that for eight hours. That's um, amazing. it's like McKinnon's up here and like yeah. Seth Jones is like, he's all right, but he hasn't worked his way back up there. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> talking about more international stuff here, Alex, because the last seven days I've been in or out beyond Andre Dineshkin, we're going to talk Jalen Smerick in a second here. Have the IHF made a verdict yet on Andre Dineshkin? I'm going to go look right now. Cause that is a great point. Cause, um, I don't think there has been. No, I don't think there has been either. I'm just going to do a double check here. In the meantime, um, so Jalen Samaric has mutually parted ways with uh, HC Donbass of the his team in the UHL, uh, which is just so sad to see. Um, in other news, though, he did not sign with the AHL, apparently. He has signed for in the Dell, the German League, and I'm, I'm going to butcher this, uh, with Club Bintgeim. Um, that exactly. I just can't say it. It's nice to see him have a different home, but still at the end of the day, um, why this is kind of connected to Olympic news is again, apparently Andre Dineshkin is at the level where he would play for the Ukrainian hockey, like the national team. Um, it is just still sickening that he has left the league, found a new team and Andre Dineshkin is still not received punishment for the double IHF. Uh, I think they were faster on Kuznetsov in the video of him with white powder than they have been with Dineshkin doing a racial like act towards you know a black player. Like you, you see the problem here. So what I have here, this is from October twelfth. Um, the double IHF. This is sorry. This is from Reuters. Uh, the double IHF will assess the need for harsher harsher sanctions in response to a racist incident in Ukraine and plans to pressure leagues around the world to amend their rule books to define sanctions for racist behavior, the new double IHF president Luke Tardif said. Okay. So that's from that's, I remember reading that when the incident first happened. So there's been no update. Excuse the dogs. Oh no. No, there has not been any new updates from, from what I've read. Like I have one here from yesterday saying that they're going to investigate. But again, I just feel like we've already heard that. So from what I'm reading, to answer your question, no, we haven't heard anything new. That's um, that's disappointing. That's disappointing. Um, all right. Uh, moving on to something that it's it's disappointing as in stupid hockey stuff, not something as in to do with serious, but... Um, Alex, between you know why the Leafs and Habs game was going on, you know, on my computer I had the Caps Rangers game. And what I was expecting was face punching. And what I was expecting was penalties. Um now, listen, I'll take Ovechkin having the four point night two goals and being back hundred and sixty two of, of of Gretzky's goal record and passing Dion for fifth overall. Yeah. Uh I'll take that any day of the week. But where was my face punching? I didn't see any. It was lackluster, to be honest. Like, I, I didn't watch the entire game, but, you know, I was getting some updates from uh, our friend. And it's just like, what happened? You know, it seems like it kind of bit them in the butt uh, with the moves they made this summer. It's like they did one thing and then the, t- the team that owned them said, we don't want to do that thing anymore. And it's like, well, okay. <laughs> Now we're just stuck here. Like, like we're stuck here with, is your mic okay? No? Okay. I 
Yeah, I'll pause. Oh, no, you can keep going. I'll, keep on, I'll okay. No, I'll be ready for the next segment anyway. Okay. I, I just think we made the, 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 sorry, we, the team made these decisions, trading a third round pick for Ryan Reeves and bringing him in, signing Barclay Goudreau to six years, six years for Barclay Goudreau. Um, and he's an alternate captain. And he's an alternate captain. Yeah. And, and then trading Pavel Buchnevich for Sammy Blaze. And a pick first and a second round pick. I, I just it's only one game and, and I don't want to take too many conclusions. It's just seemed it, it was kind of underwhelming, in my opinion. It was underwhelming. I kind of like the way my mic is performing today, and it's now out of action. So um we'll put that to the side for now, unfortunately. Okay, Alex, I have yes. a question. I probably have an answer. I was the seventh overall pick in 2017. I requested a trade and it was eventually, well, we'll see what happens. Who am I? Uh, I believe you are Vitaly Kratsov. No, I'm Lias Anderson. Oh, man. <laughs> Alex, I am ninth time. overall in the 2018 <laughs> draft. Who am I? And oh, I requested a trade out of the New York Rangers. You are Vitaly Kratsov. I That's am, it. Alex. Back to back top 10 picks from back to back drafts. Lyce Anderson, we know, is, I think he's in L.A. Um, yes. Yeah, he is. Cool. Um, he requested the trade last, or not last year, a while ago. We saw what happened. Was traded for scraps at the draft, I remember, for like a fourth. Now Vitaly Krapsov uh, refused to go to the AHL for the Rangers to report to the um, to the Wolfpack. Um, apparently will accept a, um, a, a an assignment for another team. Um, but, yeah, he's requested a trade from the Rangers. And they are expecting a top six caliber player back for a guy who, at least in their eyes, uh, could not make their team. And they will trade him for a pick at the 2022 NHL draft. I can't wait. Was this is this not the Elias and like you said it last night? This is literally the Elias Anderson situation over again. Yeah. I, am I the like? Am I crazy? No. Am I crazy? There, there's something in the water there. There's something in the water. I'm going to go on daily face-off right now because I did hear that one of the issues was, you know, they have a lot of wingers, that young wingers, and this is a ninth overall pick, right? He would. I remember when he came to the NHL, yes. the, the hype around him. Can he not get in front of anybody? Well... Do you have their lines up by any chance, or should I quickly grab that? No, I have. I, I have it here on my can computer. You, please, can you screen share? Oh, yeah, just, give me give me one second. Well, let's just see who the Rangers are playing over this young skill player. Maybe that's why. Maybe because he isn't punching enough faces. Like maybe I, I'm looking at it right now. Let me just grab it and uh, share my screen. I just I can't see the issue with him getting into this lineup uh, eventually. So what what's the what what's the overall issue here? Share screen. Why is this so difficult sometimes? That's here we man. go. If he's saying I'll play for another AHL team, there is some it's not an assignment thing, it's clearly an organizational thing. Okay, who do we have here? So the first line is Lafreniere, Zabinishad, and Kreider, Panarin, Strom, Kako, yep. Sammy Blay, Philip Schiedel, Barclay Goudreau, Dryden Hunt. Kevin Rooney and Ryan Reeves. Okay, I see three players who should not be in there ahead of Vitaly Kraftsov. And that is the fourth line. Yeah. 
like it's just even if let's say you want to move him up you're telling me he can't play on the third line like i'm not saying give in to his needs but what's the issue because when he came here we're like well he's going to play nhl games and that's why he came here and where he's just going to be in the ahl for a little bit he spent the entire year in the ahl and last year he spent the entire year in the ahl it's you know what's interesting is so we can see Lias Anderson uh, came into the league for the 17-18 season, right? Spent time with Hartford, went up yeah. to the Rangers, didn't work, back to Hartford, Rangers, Hartford. Uh, then he goes back to play in the Swedish league, right? Krapsov plays in the KHL, comes back to the AHL for a bit. Decent, 15 points, 39 games played, love to see it. Goes back to the KHL, comes back to the Rangers, 4 points, 20 games, and he wants out. For me, I think the, the, the difference between the Anderson and the Kratzov um, situations is that with, with Anderson, they were yo-yoing him. They were yo-yoing him down between the NHL and the AHL, but here they're keeping him in the AHL. And now he's saying, well, I don't want to be in the AHL, but I'll go be in the AHL somewhere else, which is like, so what's the issue? Like there, to me, looking, there has to be more here. We're missing something. Mm-hmm. It can't be that simple. Well, Alex, I have good news and I have bad news. I believe the good news is the mic is working. That's correct. Um, the bad news is we do need to move on from Vitaly. I know, I know, I know. I know. Um, but hey, Rangers, just figure it out. Like I know they got good young players. It's just, you know. Um, stop losing 10th over like 10th, uh, top 10 picks. Speaking of, uh, messing about with top 10 picks, not working out. The Canucks have moved on from Ole Levy. Finally. Now, I don't mean to take the Mick out of them for this because I actually like how they managed to get some return. Maybe I'm biased because I'm a fan of Noah Jolson, but anyway, um, they trade Ole Levy to the Panthers in exchange for Noah Jolson and Yuho Lamico. I'm definitely saying that wrong, but, um, now I talked to no I talked to um our good our good friend Alex Baumgartner about this. He was a little upset. He likes both these players for the for the Panthers. Obviously, I like Noah Jolson. But I oh uh, didn't um didn't Vancouver pick up um Dennis Chalowski off of waivers today too? Let me go double check Friedman's tweet. Because if they did, I'm, no, I'm Washington. About, Washington did. Washington. How did I think that was vain? Anyway, so they go pick up these two other defensemen for one that's not going to crack their lineup. They spent a bunch of money. I get Travis Hammond, you know, kind of in the air here, but now I'm starting to realize. Okay, so that means that Tucker Pullman may have to play in the top four, or you have to give more minutes to Tyler Myers, and then you've got to plug a hole with Jolson, who as I like, but then you know his injury problems. And Lamico, who I don't think is quite ready, but is a is a good young player from what Baumgartner tells me. It's it and it was already difficult enough for me to try and defend the Canucks blue line. Again, good for the return, but it's I'm starting to see a band-aid over a leaking pipe here. Yeah, it's it's very, very not great. Like they should have done this a couple of years ago. In my opinion, this trade, like not even this specific trade, they could have. I bet if you did this two years ago, because what year? What year was the Olevi draft? Twenty fourteen. Oh, I will double check. Olevi. Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Wow. So let's say pre-pandemic twenty nineteen, 
Like he wasn't making the lineup. No. Right. And he's a fifth overall pick. What is the obsession with holding on to your picks so long? Like floor, I'm uh, sorry, Calgary did it. I guess uh, maybe Vancouver a, did it. It's a thing of you don't want to look bad. It's just a thing of like hubris almost with GMs. I promise you, if Jim Benning made this trade two years ago, we there he would not look bad. He dragged this out five years. It's um, it I don't know with Jim. He's just, I don't know, he's always good for content, but uh, he just must drive Canucks fans up the wall. Again, he's got two warm bodies. One has potential. Well, both, you know, sort of have potential instead of just getting a fourth round pick for a former seventh overall. So they're already ahead of the Rangers in that department. Exactly. Exactly. Um, by the way, it was nice that we almost had, because obviously I, I, I couldn't, because I have work and I had to be up for 5.30, I couldn't stay up to watch the 10 o'clock games, yeah. but I did see that the Oilers won into the shootout against the Canucks. I did see, however, they were initially up to nothing. So thank you um, to the Canucks for giving us a bit of a lull there. Um, I look forward to all of these blown leads from two teams that have no defense and all the scoring power in the world all seasoned up. Should be again, again. Oh, you know how we start the season? All the Canadian teams play each other. We're sick of it. <laughs> At least do like Battle of Alberta. By the way, uh, what the hell happened to Winnipeg last night? What happened to Winnipeg? They lost 4 1 to Anaheim. How does that happen? I, I don't know. Was Connor Hellebuck not playing? What did I miss? I mean, I, he should have been. Well, they, they didn't have Mark Scheifele. Oh, yeah. Suspected. They don't have Mark Scheifele. Oh, Mark. Oh man! Oh, it was Connor oh, Halibut. That is surprising. Oh, and we were in what? against Anaheim. Yeah, against Anaheim. I, I feel like because he's not here, I'm gonna have to do it. I'm gonna have to give a shout out to Mason Mason McTavish, third overall pick from uh, 2021, uh, scoring his first NHL goal and his first NHL assist. You love to see it. Game. You know who love didn't have a point it. last night? I'm pretty sure. Mark Shifley. Trevor Seagrass. Oh, that's okay. It's okay. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. He'll, he'll get them. Don't he'll, he'll I'm sure them. he'll get them. I really liked Mason McTavish, to be honest, going into that draft. I'm glad they picked him up. Did you say he was fifth? Third. 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 Wait, what year? Last year, 2021. How the hell did I forget about that? It, what, what position is he? Center. That's I don't know why. if they... I don't know if they played him center, but he's a center. That's weird. The reason I didn't remember is because Anaheim only ever draft defensemen. Yeah, exactly. And Zgrass. Yeah, and Zgrass. And now uh, McTavish. Landis God got a pair of games for boarding Kirby Doc. No way. Did he yeah. really? Oh, yeah, wow. he just got that it. That is it's, surprising. It's funny that both physically and on the scoreboard that Colorado rolled over Chicago last night. <laughs> it, it, no, it's, it's funny. I, I tweeted out that I just assumed it was going to be $500,000, but I did see the Blake Coleman hit, uh, and, and I thought it was similar in a way that mm-hmm. got him suspended a preseason game and a regular season game. So maybe they are going to be a little consistent. Maybe. I don't want to I don't want to put, put my hope hopes up. Like, just... Uh, just saying speaking on the Blackhawks still by the way and this guy's LeBron and Cervelli put this out here um and I want to say it was Cervelli who or I know I may have been LeBron I can't remember um that they expect that Dylan Strome might be gone within the next couple of weeks he's been on their fourth line teams have been calling he's practically on the block here um 
Uh, so what, what was this going to be his third team in four or five seasons already? Not even. Because what is he? The same draft as Marner, right? Yep. Yeah. That, that That's going to be about his third team in five or six years, maybe. Around there, like a team every two years. So there starts getting a point over the player. I remember I said he was going to break out yep. last year, and I feel like an idiot. I believe you did. I think we're thinking of the wrong Strom, by the way. I think no, we're thinking, thinking of Ryan. I don't, no, I, because Ryan's been on the Rangers for a couple of years now. Because remember, know, Dylan was on only, Arizona. And, no, uh, and he just went to Chicago. That's it. There's what? no in between. Yeah, he was traded to Chicago 2018 in the Nick Schmaltz trade. So what? What? What year was that? 2018. So okay, so four or five years, three different teams, but for someone that two, young, two teams, two teams, two teams, two teams. Oh God. Okay, never mind that. Because Ryan Strome, remember, if he, he went gets to like traded, three teams. right? Yeah, yes. no. So if he gets traded, oh though, yeah, you know, a guy that young, so much potential, high draft pick, and he just can't seem to make it. It doesn't help that Taves came back, and Doc is obviously a decent, decent, and pretty good player. And then that top six chance is just gone. I just don't imagine how much value you can get for him. Yeah, that's that again. It's not the same situation, but I'm sure there's more value there than the likes of the Kratzov and Anderson situation. It's just a rough situation that he he really like. He can probably be in this lineup if he played on the wing. If I'm being honest, maybe they're gonna trade him for a better defenseman. <laughs> maybe. What if? It's, maybe. How about this? How about okay. this? How about you, this? Yeah. Arizona want him back. And Chicago want more firepower. And they go get Phil Kessel. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. No, I'm not having that one. The team that can't defend goes get goes and gets not, Phil who just sits on the blue line. I don't I don't want Phil Kessel on the Chicago block. You want him as a leaf. <laughs> I do. Honestly, I do. I do. I want to bring that a jersey back out again and just let it rip. I love it. I saw a tweet that was like, Neil Andrews been a leaf longer than Kessel was. I was yeah. like, what? Wow. I feel like it's been way too like weird. It's way wanna, too weird. Don't I want to like see how, how far Matthews is behind his goal total, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's got to be close. Yeah, I'm going to check that quick. He's got to be close. Yeah. You know, I'm just I'm just throwing this out there, but Edmonton could look for Dylan Stroh. I thought about that just because him and McDavid – We'll Just see what saying. happens. But. Or the New York Rangers um, to play with his brother. Like this is uh, at this point, these are the teams because what is Dylan Strom? That's the issue is what is Dylan Strom? And I'm not entirely sure. I just, for some reason I went to goals on, um, on, uh, on quanthockey.com. Yeah. To, uh, and for some reason, it put me to the bottom of the Leafs all-time goal list. Awesome. Uh, and I don't exactly know why that's there. Okay. Who's the bottom? Um, oh, he – it was some guy. Okay, he no, he passed Kessel. I'm, I'm an idiot. Wow. Uh, Kessel was at 181. Uh, Matthews is at 199. Oh, wow. Good for him. Oh, he's one goal away from 200. Yeah, one away from Charlie Conacher. That would be special. Yeah, oh my god. Sandin's at Sandin was obviously at 420. Nice. Wow. Yeah, he's he's gonna smash that. Who's the top? Who's the top? That's Matt Sundin, 420. Matt Sundin's the top, right? Okay. 420. Yeah. Yeah. Um oh my god. So he'll he'll, he'll hit the top five in like two years because Rick Vive is fifth at two ninety nine. If he scores 
if he stays healthy, yeah, he'll hit yeah. 50 back to back. No problem. Yeah. He'll get close if he's, mm-hmm. then we'll find out if he wants to be a leaf. Yeah, that's true. I don't yeah, want to have that conversation right now. Okay. Um, don't I'm worry. Just, points feet. wise. I want to know because obviously, um, Mario, yeah, Mario was going to be head. Like, okay, never mind. Head for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, for yeah, you can passy boy, saucy boy. <laughs> All right, where are we here? Oh, yeah, so Kachuk sign. That's pretty cool, eh? We're going to do the Kachuk conversation. Yeah, it's an interesting contract. So it wasn't uh, – Ottawa won, I think we can say, this deal somehow um, okay. because it's, it is a seven-year contract. Um, I don't believe there were any signing bonuses in there. No, which is normal. Cheap, cheap bastards. (laughs) Eugene's not going to hand out $10 million in one day. It's just not going to happen. I'm trying to bring him up here. Does Caffrey not have it up yet? No, they got it. They got it. Oh, no, he's attending. Oh, it's registration pending. That's why. So the cap hit is... Oh, it's weird because he signed a few, like, a a day late. Literally two days, like, a day late. So this this year the cap hit is eight point three um, with some spare change and it goes down to eight point two million dollars. Seven years. There's trade protection in the last three years. No signing bonuses. No uh, no sort of performance bonuses. Um, he goes the full term with Ottawa. Um, but it, it is it is definitely the Ottawa tax. It's the Ottawa tax. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Like, it, I think it is a little bit of an overpayment. Um, I mean, if we're looking at the back half of that deal, maybe it's not with the cap going up. And obviously, him being what, 22 years old, he can, he, there's lots of room for improvement. Um, it's just right now, it's a little bit of an overpayment. But I, I made this argument before. I, I'm a strong believer that you better it's better to overpay your stars than it is to overpay your middle six guys. I mean, mm-hmm. there's two guys in particular we saw this summer, uh, one being Barclay Goudreau, and, and maybe eventually we'll get to that point with Blake Coleman as well. Those guys you don't want to overpay. I'd much rather pay overpay a Brady Kachuk than, I don't know, um, and like Chris Tierney. Yeah, right. so that takes him up to like 29 too. So you're getting some really good years, and he can still – the way Kachuk plays is someone's going to give him eight-year deal at the end of that, seven years-ish, and yeah. it's going to be awful. That or he gets traded in 2025 before his no-move uh, no clause kicks in. It's a full no-move clause, by the way. Are you, do you have the uh, contract structure up? I do. Am I, is it not weird that it's – middle loaded a little bit it's again maybe watch so yeah the salary is 10 million dollars oh wow yeah hmm hmm you think maybe that was a thing of like you're gonna like people are gonna have to pay me my most right before you try to trade me trade me sorry is it goes up from 6.5 to 10.5 10.5 10.5 down to 8.5 yeah right as the trade protection kicks in too is when it's still at its highest that's interesting like, minor it's, just an, it's a very minor it's just odd I think with Ottawa in that ownership situation I don't think there is a better place to sort of nitpick a contract 
contract than with yeah. the signing bonuses and that. Um, but hey, at least just Sens fan, Sens fans. Yeah, I, I don't think he's worth eight. Like again, Habs Leafs fans here. You don't like it? Suck it. It's he isn't as good as Nylander or Suzuki. You said it. You said you said Nylander. You said Nylander. I'm doing it, man. The fact that he's getting paid more than the Habs' first line center, and honestly. I think you can say when he's on one of the most, if not the most talented player on the players on the Leafs. I, you know, and he's a winger. I, I get it. You know me. I don't like overpaying wingers. I don't think it's right. I don't think that's how you you have a. Obviously, Kucherov and Marner are different, but Kachuk ain't Kucherov or, or, or Marner. Like even like, Josh Anderson getting five point five was a bit like mm, oh, oh gosh. And I mean, is 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 Brady Kachuk really three? million dollars four million dollars better than tom wilson and josh anderson maybe but eight million mm, that's steep for me that's it, it, it's yeah. steep i don't like it i think you're you're clearly much more critical of the contract uh than me and i think you make some really good points like again like we had this conversation with mitch marner it's an overpayment i i'd again i'd rather I'd rather overpay the the stars, but again, we know that the the role we we've learned that the role of the center is more important than the winger, unfortunately, and yeah. that's how you're going to be compensated. I think you're right. There is a little bit of the auto auto attacks here, um, and I think he protected himself by middle loading that deal for sure. Yeah. If he because if he wants to stay in Ottawa and it, by all accounts he likes Ottawa, remember when they drafted him? Elliot Friedman was saying there was the rumblings of and rumors that maybe he wasn't going to be a fan of it, and mm-hmm. he was. So good for Ottawa for that. Again, like they have so much cap space. Yeah. Like, hey, by the way, like Eric Carlson liked it there. Why yeah. did he leave? They're cheap. I mean, Again, like, look I, what happened. Like, good, uh, good hindsight-wise, yeah. because of what happened to Carlson, but still. Yeah, it, it's just, uh, you're right in a sense that Ottawa did win here because they got the seven years. Mm-hmm. And good for them, man, because I don't, and, and Pierre Dorian would probably admit this if we gave him truth serum, who the hell knows what's going to happen in the next year or two mm-hmm. with, with, the, with Eugene. Like, it, things happen. We're, there's, aren't they supposed to be spending to the cap by now? Yeah, Isn't that, that was thing? the thing. Yeah, and was. also Toronto has no defense, but whatever, that's fine. Um, moving on to a deal that is is definitely worth it in every sense of the word. Like it, it's it's honestly such a nice contract. Yeah. He did not beat McDavid. Florida tax probably should have told me not to ask that question. But Alexander Barkov has been extended. The deal kicks in next year. The AAV is ten million dollars flat. There's trade protection every year. The last um, two years is modified, which is weird. Um, the their signing bonuses in there. There's signing Shit. bonuses from Florida. I know, I know, I That's know. That's like just ninety percent of it. <laughs> so, which is I don't mean to rag on the Panthers, but they don't do that often. That no. is, I mean, not I mean like Nashville is. I don't know why I thought of Nashville, but they don't give out signing bonuses very often. They hate giving out trade protections. But everything they needed to do for Barkov here, they 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 did, and it's such a good contract. Oh, it's it's a ridiculously good deal. Uh, mm. it, it takes him Barkov's twenty six, so that it'll be 
He will be 27 when that deal starts. So that takes him to 35. Mm-hmm. All his best years and the partial decline you're going to have to deal with. But the cops going up, so who cares? Um, what did we say? What was like the one thing that Bill Zito had to do when he when when he got hired? Um, pretty sure his first. I think there was a quote about it. Um, yeah, I think I think the the Sportsnet boys brought it up that it was. What a surprise! Resign the best player your franchise has ever had. There, there's two guys. Barkov and Huberto. Mm-hmm. Obviously, another year until uh, he can talk to Huberto about an extension officially. But I think re-signing Barkov, bringing in Sam Reinhardt, uh, keeping even uh, the Bennett, the Duclair deal. Like I, I just think he's done every right move that he needed to do to keep the most important player in of this franchise here mm-hmm. you think he just has a, a paper towel and he's out to dinner with huber though and he's just like kucherov contract question mark and just slides it to him oh yeah that's what he made eight it's eight and by nine and a half i think so yeah. kucherov yeah i mean probably like that's what i would do i'd be like okay how about listen can you take a little bit less it's been basically that, that nine and a half is basically it's, it's a lot more than you're getting anywhere else yeah yeah, Tampa have sure. literally outlined how to build a team in in, in Florida. So um, there so you go. So it is now in my head. It is officially the Tampa, uh, the Florida tax. I know last episode I was weary of that, but this extension proved it. Yeah, just a a, a great deal for the the player that I believe is the closest to a perfect hockey player in the league. Yeah. Um, we were pretty on on point with predicting this next um, contract. Mika Zibanejad has re-signed with the New York Rangers. It is a full eight-year contract, Alex. Pretty good. Apparently, they, excuse me, apparently they didn't want to go the full, excuse me, Jesus. He didn't want to go the full eight years. The Rangers didn't. Sucks. Have to do it. Uh, the AAV is $8.5 million a year. $68 million total. Uh, again, for uh, uh, one of the best goal-scoring centers in the, in the league, 70 points like nothing. I think that's a fair deal to give. I like I- it. I, I really like this deal at eight and a half million dollars. Uh, the first thing that stood out to me, other than what you had said, is they will no longer be in the Jack Eichel sweepstakes. Um, and, and I don't necessarily mind that. I think, okay, you have a guy at eight and a half million and you have a really strong second line center, whether that's Ryan Strom or someone else, that's a, that, that's a debate for a different day. Mm-hmm. But I think having Mika Zabinajad at eight and a half, who has really been a great player for this team um, through thick and thin, right? He's been, he was there during that, whatever rebuild we want, if we want to call it a rebuild, retool, whatever he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's a part of this new Rangers team that we're not really sure what they are. Cause they made some weird changes. Yeah. Hey, good for them. Maybe he'll be a captain instead of being one of these six alternates. I'm just saying, maybe if you didn't give Jacob Truba that deal, you could probably afford to bring Jack Eichel on. Um, regardless, we'll move on. We'll move on from there, shall we? Hello, Mike. Um, <laughs> shall we wait for Daniel to talk about Pulak and Ekholm? Because I feel like those are two guys he would love to talk about. Sure. Yeah, we'll do that on next episode. Um, 
Well, hold on with with the Kraken too, because he he made that that pun about Mark Giordano. So yes, I think we can finish off with two things here. First off, the Oilers. We talked about it. Um, Alex, when you signed Zach Hyman to an eight year, I don't know who's known as seven. Was it six or seven? Seven. Seven, seven years. When you signed Zach Hyman to a seven year deal, you would have done eight, but you know Toronto and you didn't want to dance properly because you made a fuss about the conditional. No, can I, can I, I bring? Because so I heard I someone made a comment the two rows behind me about it. I'm like, you all complained about Kyle Dubis not being stern on his negotiation, and he did it, and you still complained that he didn't trade. Honestly, he what uh, Holland was offering a fifth or a sixth, Dubis wanted a third. Anyway, okay. Um, but, uh, if you sign Zach, if you sign Zach Hyman to that contract, I would expect you would like him to play with Connor McDavid. I think everyone else was under that assumption, except he has been skating with, I believe it's Ryan Nugent Hopkins, yep. and uh, they put Drysaddle and McDavid back together. So we're doing this again. It's like like it works. We know that, and Zy- like Hyman helps spread the wealth out. But I- I'm just thinking, like, yeah, but do, like, do you need to do it? Like, does it need to happen? I think they were alternating last night, but it's just like, like I have this thing of like you know in my preseason stuff, I wanted to I wanted the Leafs to split up Matthews and Marner right because it just makes each line that much more deadly, especially like when Marner's setting up uh, Tavares in that. No, pull them apart, talk it, pull them apart. Don't let them do it. No, tip it, tip it, not talk it, tip it. Break them apart. What are you doing? It's just. I saw an Oilers fan be like, no, he wasn't. He'll play wherever and he'll be a value member. This is shut up. Is this Who's Ken Holland's burner account? Who's going to be? Hyman. Yeah. Like, I, I, in my opinion, I want you to, I want you to answer this question. What is a better top six in your mind? The way the lines are constructed. One mm-hmm. with Hyman, McDavid, Pugliarvi, Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl, Yamamoto. That's option one. That's the mm-hmm. way the two lines. Or mm-hmm. Dreisaitl, McDavid, Pugliarvi, Hyman, Nugent, Hopkins, Yamamoto. Which one do you like better? It's always the one where you split up Connor and Leon. <laughs> it, it's just that simple. Like I, I, I think I personally agree with that. Like I've been a proponent of this since the beginning. What we both have. Hey, Alex, you remember when Malkin and Crosby were on the line together? That wasn't the power play because I don't. No, I don't. I feel like they might have done that. When need be, you do like it's the same argument with the Tavares Matthews Marner line. You use it when you are in dire situations. Never again. If you're down by one and there's ten minutes left, go nuts. But yeah. I just like you know I would do it. Like when it's when you're down by one and you know there's two minutes left, you pull the goaltender. Yeah, no, you can't really stop those two together. But it's just. And you know me, my philosophy on building a team is you you make everything down the middle as strong as possibly be, and you're 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 uh, you're hampering that when you split them. Uh, well, sorry, when you put them both together. Um, I think what you do here is you're for not you're not forced, but you you'd be it'd be smart to just run these guys out every other shift because it's Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. If you separate them. It allows you to reduce their overall minutes mm-hmm. slightly, but that those minutes that you're reducing adds up over time. It's an 82 game season. Mm-hmm. It's not 56 anymore. It's 82. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. Which is why you need another goalie because Smith is old. 
good last night, but he's old. All right, last thing that you and I will cover here today. Um, first off, this was an insider trading from Pierre Lebrun, and that was first off uh, something the Sabres should have been willing to do from the very start here is you will now uh, be willing to make certain trade components of the Eichel deal conditional. On top of that, in 31 Thoughts, uh, Elliot Friedman mentioned that he released the four or five teams may are comfortable with Eichel's preferred surgery being the full disc replacement instead of the fusion. Uh, and then... Emily Kaplan, the cap bomb. It was so cool, by the way, watching the, um, uh, it was the Seattle game and yeah. seeing her. I think she, it was that game where she was behind the benches and you're like, let's go. Um, one of the new insiders, cap bomb, I think you said that. People were <laughs> that's, calling what, it. that's what they said on uh, the show. She's going to be this year's Katie Strang, Michael Russo. Like For she's sure. just been around. I remember at the draft, she was doing all the interviews in Columbus and that. I'm a big fan of hers. Um, by the way, you like ESPN so far? And TNT? I do, I, I do so far. I can't I haven't seen anything that would tell me otherwise. Like I thought it was interesting they did bring on Charles Barkley. I think you do that every once in a while. I think it blends the two sports together and I know uh Barkley is friends with Cooper. With John Cooper, Cooper, but I think he's also friends with Kiprios. That makes so much sense. I I think so. There was the connection there cuz I remember seeing them on Sportsnet once, like this was years ago. So I think blending them every once in a while is a really great thing. It, it builds the sport. Seeing, I'm not gonna lie, watching Gretzky sort of like hold back, but still just humiliating Barkley playing net. I didn't <laughs> think I was gonna like it. I'm like, okay, okay, all right, this is this is fine. I like this. I like Biz just saying, yeah, you're not gonna get it. You're not saving a single one. No. I think he did, but I think it was a fluke. Because if Wayne was trying, um. Wayne's still like like he's old. Like if he maybe had some younger legs, I think Wayne Wayne's good. Um, yeah, what a surprise! Best player of all time. Yeah. Um, also, did you did you watch the interview that Cooper or the clip of John Cooper and uh, Charles Barkley last night? Oh no, because you were at I the didn't. game, you would have seen it. I did not see it. There's this clip where Charles Barkley's like, "I'm not." Um, he goes to John Cooper and and Christine Simpson. He's like. Yeah, I'm not a bandwagon Tampa fan because the year I started watching, they lost to Columbus in the first round. I I, I paused <laughs> and I was kind of like, wait a minute, but that was the year they won 62 games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What are you talking about? <laughs> that was two years ago. They've won back to back since. What are you talking about, Charles? Oh man. Fun. You know what he should have said? He's like, at least I have a ring now, Charles. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I really do enjoy. It. They're doing it spectacular job mm -hmm. ESPN and, and TNT and again a part of that is Emily Kaplan who added upon the Geico stuff saying that um, uh, there was optimism that he was going to be traded last Thursday things went quiet on Friday five teams still on Eichel some uh, same teams who are comfortable with the surgery after surgery it's expected it's six weeks and six weeks until he's back on the ice and you're like that's not bad but it's like oh no it's three to four until he can play games yeah. Uh, because one's neck. Okay, so I think it's fair to say, first off, Minnesota's got to be one of them, right? Uh, Minnesota and like and Cal Anaheim. And Calgary. Apparently Calgary are in on Jack Eichel. That's what I've heard. That's why. Hey, you asked for change. How can you not like this? Don't you like this? No, I'm just I'm just pulling my hair back. So I'm just I'm just hoping I swear to God, Barish, you better be picking up the phone. <laughs> no, I'm sure I'm sure he's on the phone. Unless you're like that guy on Twitter, then he's not doing his job. 
<laughs> I just, for argument's sake, let's say it's so Montreal, for, well, throw Montreal in there. So Montreal, Minnesota, Calgary. Thank and God, it. Calgary. Just do anything. Anaheim. Um, Anaheim. I wonder who the fifth team is. Let's brainstorm. That, 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 that's Vegas. a good question. I, I thought Vegas. I heard uh, Gary Lawless was on the Jeff Merrick show. I can't believe that. <laughs> that's the name of the show still. It's still weird. Uh, that apparently Vegas, that their offer was not even close. Well, is I mean, what he said. They traded everyone. They, they don't have did. any they prospects did. left. Uh, well, they got pay- Payne Krebs. Apparently, they're, he's, uh, we're not touching him. No, no one's touching him, sir. Because if you traded, because he's your last well, line of defense. I know the fifth team. I know the fifth team. Columbus. That would be so cool for them, but kind of underwhelming. Imagine line A. And, oh, my God. The first line of Voracek, Eichel, and Line. Remember, um, they have two first round picks this year, Chicago's and their own. And I don't think they're very, I, I, you know, Yarmo's got cojones, he as does. we know. He does. He does. And he's got to convince Line to stay. And that would be very convincing to say, hey, Line, we got you, Jack Eichel. Hey, Zach Rowenski, I know you're you're signed here, but hey, look, we got you Jack Eichel. Wow, that's good. I and like I'd that. and I'd have to assume Jonas Corposalo um would be a part of that trade. I know there's rumors that it might be his last season. They Columbus. just got him the only the only thing that might hold that up though is they're gonna want an extension Buffalo and your Corposalo. You gotta make sense. Maybe there's that, but again, I mean, you know, we'll see. Or you flip him at the deadline. Buffalo are so gonna win today, yeah. And, and and Edmonton pick up the phone and go get him. But no, you could see even if it's not that Columbus have so many young prospects now. Yeah, Igor Shinikov. They always seem to have a guy on the outskirts that comes in. One year it's Taxi and uh, Chanikov. Um, they just they have guys and they had a really good draft. They did. Before yeah. you you end it, unless there's more to the Jack Eichel stuff. Um, I mean, well, I, I'm at the point where it's like, let's just not talk about it until we like, it's done. Like, yeah. It's no, just like, yeah. You're, you're right. You're right. It's just really annoying how poorly the Buffalo Sabres have handled this situation. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And, and I want to be clear. I don't actually think it's Kevin Adams running the show. No, no. I, yeah, that's fair. Because, I mean, like, what can he do? No, I don't. I, I agree with you. He 100%. I, I know he has no experience. He had no experience running a team, per se. Like, he was in the business operations side um, of Buffalo or whichever organization. I, I know that. But for him to not allow teams to look at Eichel's records, medical records, and now say, you know what? It'll be – we'll allow conditions. I don't think he's that stupid. Like he, he played in the NHL. He kind of understands how the business works. Uh, and I'm sure some teams were saying like, idiot, just, this is taking too long. If you just give it to us, we can make a deal here. I saw someone, uh, it was actually in the same Emily Kaplan clip. I just don't know his name. Pretty much saying that Buffalo fans just want this over with because they're done with Eichel. And I just, I don't think that's true anymore. I think that was true two years ago where there was rumblings about Jack Eichel. But Mm -hmm. once his neck got injured, like once he injured his neck 
And the Buffalo Sabres diddle daddled on this. And, and I think, I just think that the disappointment shifted towards the team. Like you said it a few episodes ago, this could have been done months ago. He could be playing in the Olympics. He could have messed it up. Which it's is ridiculous. that's the part for me that's unforgivable. It, it's unforgivable and um, it, and it's just embarrassing. I was gonna mention something, but it slipped my mind and I'm really mad about it. Um hold on, what was I gonna say? Alex, I'm upset. What was I gonna Oh my god, I hate this. I hate this so much. What was I gonna say? Oh, is it, was god. it about Jack Eichel? I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, no, no, okay, I can't remember, I remember. Okay. Um I was just for the hell of it. If you know word that the, the Canadian US border may be opening next month. Yeah. Is um I was looking at the prices for the game tonight, Montreal and Buffalo. It was like um lower bowl, like ten rows back of the of the glass, ninety-three bucks. Well, I don't even think nosebleeds in Toronto go for ninety-three bucks. No. I, I those, don't know what it's like in Montreal, but I have to assume it's, it's the same. It's it's around there for the nose like hundred and ten for nosebleeds normally. Um those are those are almost po- like Florida the Panthers like um, like five years ago bad. Are yeah, you suggesting we go to Buffalo for a game? Is that what you're suggesting? Well, that's what most Leafs and Habs fans do anyway. We're just joining the party. I wonder if there's a back to back or like two and like two games in three days where they play Buff uh, Montreal and Toronto. That's just gonna suck. I will go find that and then I think we should do that. Yeah. I think okay. we should. That's well, guys, um, I've just gotten a notification. Why not? And here we go. You'll see John Eichel for the last time because <laughs> apparently people are suggesting maybe he has to go back and play. Um, that would suck. Uh, get ready to start. The game is starting soon. On that point, we're half an hour. Where it's not half an hour away from puck drop because it's never at seven. Oh, oh yeah. So annoying. The NHL should adopt the soccer and baseball. Um, rule where they the first pitch is thrown at 707 the the game starts at noon if that's what the timesheet says you know what's really annoying is is so first off i really like a like what a lot of broadcasters have done like changing up like the sort of like their scoreboards like all, all of them look so good like nbc's were so awful um like sports that have changed up their set um obviously merrick's moved on to We'll see what he's doing on hockey night to see what he's about. And like Carolyn Cameron's doing the Wednesday night games, right? And they're just doing it. And I hear Carolyn Cameron say puck drop up next. And I'm like, and it was like 750, 6.56. And I oh, was like, yeah. oh my God. Besides, I knew the Leafs were going to have their ceremony. But like, this is amazing. Comes back 7.07. It's like, okay, here's puck drop. When they came back and they were still doing the previews, I nearly lost my mind. I think I tweeted, I'm like, have I missed hockey? Sure. Have I missed 7 o'clock puck drops going well past 7 o'clock? Absolutely not. No. Nothing pisses me off more than that. You brought Nothing. up the broadcast. Uh, is head- the headlines is still a thing, please. Um, right. Well, it's not Saturday, right? There was a period when Friedman was talking about a bunch of news, but because I was watching the Rangers game... I wonder if headlines on Saturday now that CJ's gone is basically just going to be Jeff saying. So talking about Michael Elliott. So they just play a clip of thirty-one thought or thirty-two thoughts every they, week. <laughs> honestly, why not? I'm I'm just really interested to see what exactly that that Jeff's going to be doing there. Maybe the eye desk is coming back. Maybe. Maybe. You know what? I mean, I I wonder when they're going to get 
like just they're just gonna be done with each other because remember 32 thoughts which is like twice a week they talk to each other half an hour every day on the jeff merrick show it starts with elliot friedman mm-hmm. i'm sure they talk like they probably talk the same way that the th- like the four of us talk yeah <laughs> at one point is it just gonna blow up that's a good question. I just wonder. I just I'm not suggesting it's going to happen. I just wonder. I just it's not what we know. It's just what we've heard. Well, I think Greg Wyshynski was on the Merrick show or something today. I've never listened to Merrick versus Wyshynski when they did the thing, but I saw people get hyped about that. Uh, I have this from Pierre LeBrun just from a minute ago. I think you'll enjoy this. Okay. Um, good. So the Habs good. filed the LTIR for Shea Weber and uh, Bill Daly said we are not ch- I guess I don't know why he had to say this I don't okay. maybe because it was a big deal but he's just saying we're not challenging that Shea Weber satisfies the CBA requirements I just like, like why do you have to say that he had to get I'm not yeah I'm not entirely <laughs> sure why he had to that. like did you see couldn't shoot a puck in the finals and you think he was faking not coming back you idiot like I, I like. Did they really? Oh my god! I wonder oh, if they said it because it made headlines, not the the segment, just in general. Well, yeah, P- Pierre definitely knew what he was doing, do, tweeting that. But still, I just uh, that that makes me so mad. Well, there's good. more insider trading, by the way. Oh, they they released it now. Ah, uh, all right. Well, I guess we'll talk about that. Uh, probably probably Sunday. Yeah. You no, know, you know, I won't be around on Saturday, and you know. Okay. I think that's everything, guy. That is. Okay. Uh, well, thank you for watching or listening or however you do it. Probably watching because or listening because you people do not check out the YouTube and we have proof of it. We <laughs> see the views. Sometimes. We're not idiots. <laughs> the occasional clip does well, but, you know, um, beside that, yeah, check out the YouTube portion for a visual experience of the show. Ignore my poor lighting. I can't do anything about it. I'm sorry. Um Beside that, Daniel's stuff for CGRU, my stuff for the hockey, no, no, um, for uh, my YouTube channel, I have an eye-opener article that will be out probably in the beginning of November coming. Listen to that. Um, I don't know if I should have said that, actually, but, you know. It's there now. Um, Yeah, okay. Sorry, Gavin. Um, (laughs) They don't know the contents of it, though. Yeah, they they don't know. We're fine. Um, You know, uh, Alex's blog and all that, all that kind of stuff. Um, Hockey is back, which is pretty cool. Uh, Stressful, but cool. Um, Beside that, yeah, I think that's everything. TikTok, Facebook. Bye.